The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, as we settle into the new year, it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the studio John Lee, executive editor of the Daily Mail Group, uh, to cast our eye, John, over the political landscape, the runners and riders, and who we should be keeping an eye on and what is maybe expected uh, of senior politicians uh, over the next 12 months, or certainly over the next dull term. Maybe 12 months is a little too long into the future to look. Maybe we should start at the top yeah. with the former Tanishta. And former Taoiseach, now Taoiseach again, Leo Varadkar. Well, the man that matters in Irish politics is the Taoiseach. He's the chairman and um, prime minister. Um, I think you'll see a, a, a change of culture in how the government conducts itself, even to the point of a culture war that um, Leo Varadkar has made no secret in the last few months in the lead up to his changeover that he will oppose Sinn Féin uh, more volubly uh, than Michal Martin has. Michal Martin, of course, has indulged in um, party politics when it comes to confronting Sinn Féin and the Dáil, but y- you may have noticed that something occurred for Michal Martin that we would would have been unprecedented in the changeover, that Sinn Féin stood and gave him a standing ovation. Mm. Now, if relations were bad there, that wouldn't happen. It certainly wouldn't happen for, for Leo Varadkar uh, in the same position. So Leo is not in Leo Varadkar. We all, we all call him Leo. It shows the recognition he has in Irish politics, first name terms. But um, he is not encumbered as, as Michal was by ambiguity that come the next general election and what really matters in Irish politics and any politics is elections. Mihal Martin will make a choice between going into coalition with Fine Gael or with Sinn Féin. And the probability is Sinn Féin will have the, the largest number of seats and they're well open to coalition with uh, Fianna Fáil. So Leo won't be encumbered by that in, mm. in many ways. And I think you will see the temperature rise in um, in clashes between Fine Gael, the Taoiseach, Fine Gael Taoiseach and Sinn Féin. Uh, as Sinn Féin being the major challengers to his political yeah. future. And how will that play into the relationship between the two major parties in government, between Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, you know, over the next 12, 24 months? You've got Fianna Fáil uh, deputies looking across the aisle thinking, listen, there's every possibility we're going to be in government with these lads in opposition to the lads beside us after the next election. Such is such is the the nature of um, this unprecedented arrangement we have because previous uh, opponents are now allies, and there's a, there's a great stretch across the coalition on, on people's political stances. Even you look at someone like like Michael McGrath. It is it's arguable that Michael McGrath, as the Minister for Finance to a Fine Gael uh, Taoiseach, is more powerful in the government than Michal Martin because mm. Michal has a has a non-domestic portfolio now in foreign affairs but uh, Michael McGrath has control of finance and he'll be working very closely with the, with the Fine Gael Taoiseach. Do, and this is only, we, we can speculate, do Fianna Fáil um, deputies concerned about their own seats in constituencies, some Dublin constituencies where they may well be reliant on the transfers from Sinn Féin and exchange of same uh, start opposing Leo Varadkar um, um, volubly in in the media and elsewhere. Already, we've seen quite a few um, bites at the heels of the of the Green leader because a lot of the policies that the Greens are promoting are are damaging Fine Fáil and Fine Gael TDs. So, 
I wouldn't look look ahead necessarily to the next 12 months. I would look up to the next general election. Okay. And that's two years away. And there's another very interesting, um, I think, um, situation that comes out of the non-reshuffle that we're looking at the team that will lead the government parties into the next general election established. There's no, there's no future um, changes uh, indicated. And... I don't know. I just think it's a, it's it's a very tired looking team from Shin, from Fine Gael's point of view, bar the Taoiseach who is. Yeah. Um, but he's there twelve is, years. Is, is that is that that is that the biggest challenge that Leo Varadkar faces then presenting himself and his party as some hope for the future when they're representative of the past, of the recent past, the last twelve years. Well, if you look at a model of how not to do it, but you could actually see what she was trying to do, Liz Truss uh, became Prime Minister and she was left with that notoriously difficult task in politics of having been in power and her party having been in power in Britain for nearly 12 years already, of trying to present change. So she had radical policies that would then hopefully revive some of the popularity that the Tory party had lost in the last year or so unfortunately was based upon flawed ideology and she fell by the wayside. Leo Varadkar is, fa- is faced with a similar trick. How do you, by the next general election, Fine Gael will have been in power for 14 years, which is the same amount of time that Fianna Fáil were in before them and they used that length of time as, as a stick to beat them with. Mm. Uh, Simon Coveney will have been in co- cabinet all that time along with Leo Var- Varadkar 14 years. I think Pascal Donoghue will be there for 11 years how do you then present yourself as capable of pre- presenting change <clears throat> and reform, having been responsible for almost every policy and government decision there is in existence, including housing and health, of course, uh, by the next general election? And uh, it would be a notoriously difficult task to do in politics. Uh, what about then the man who was Taoiseach, now Taunashta, who is going to be jetting off around the world in his capacity as Minister for Foreign Affairs? I mean... How does he lead Fianna Fáil into the next election? What is the message he brings to the people over the next cycle? Well, in a strange kind of way, the message that Fianna Fáil always presented um, down the years, which, which was um, put us into power and we will and we will do what you want us to do in a, in a more flexible, lean fashion that he will say, put us back into power with Sinn Féin or with Fine Gael and we will try again to enact those policies in housing and health that we failed to do thus far. Mm. It'll be difficult for him, but he is left with that choice. He's left, rather than Leo Varadkar's situation where binary choice, he's left probably in a more secure situation than he was a year ago. The speculation about his leadership has seems to have vanished into the air. Um, Why uh, exactly... It would be explained probably through his his very respectable outing as Taoiseach and his 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 ability to lead us in through some difficult situations. Has he has he been exciting in the uh, Donald Trump, uh, <laughs> Boris Johnson, or dare I say it, um, Mary Lou Macdonald or Leo Varadkar fashion? That kind of uh, uh, colourful um, leader. No, he hasn't. But maybe after what's gone on in the world in the last two years, including um, what's gone on in Russia, people aren't looking for that. They're looking for stability. Yeah. And they may think, feel more comfort comfort in being led by Michal Martin. You, you mentioned um, health there 
because uh, uh, there, there had been speculation that Stephen Donnelly would get shafted by the reshuffle. You, you, you were not buying that. I, I again, I never bought it. Firstly, um, you know he has. If you were to judge him on the last couple of weeks in the state of hospital, our health service, no. But he did lead the the country through a pandemic. Um, but he also did that leadership role, performed that leadership role in conjunction with Micheál Martin. Now, I always felt that if Micheál Martin was to drop Stephen Donnelly, he would have to be then conceding that the government's policies, excuse me, and performance during the pandemic had failed somehow because that was the major achievement of that government. Yeah. Therefore, he's conceding and admitting that his own major uh, accomplishment was not was not the same. I didn't see any indication from Micheál Martin in the run-up to the, the reshuffle he was going to change anyone. Now, if you were to change, if you were to have moved people on, on performance and the figures and on the data, he had said a few weeks out that he wasn't going to move the Minister for Housing. Now, that has been on every level uh, an area that has not gone well, to put it, to mm. put it very mildly. So I don't, I, I never believed that Stephen Donnelly would, would move. I'm also one of those who thinks that Stephen Donnelly, in a rather how would I put a grey Fianna Fáil section of cabinet an unexciting bureaucratic type um, they present he's he's somehow got a bit of personality how he now performs over the next two years when we've seen record numbers and trolleys and and, and everything else in the last week or so will be will be testing for him and testing for Michal but Michal has stood by him you mentioned housing, so we have to talk quickly about the, the, the Minister for Housing. I mean, every member of this cabinet would have accepted at the outset of the government, um, at the term in government, uh, that they they would be judged on their performance when it came to housing. Um, how would you describe Darrell O'Brien's stock at the moment, his political stock? You know, he is the man who has been put in that department and you can only you can only uh, fight what's ahead of you uh, as he has. And there's every excuse for why housing hasn't um, improved in the last two years of pandemic and lack of building and increase in materials. That's not going to be considered by the public at the next general election. And the housing crisis has now seeped into every, almost every major sector in Ireland. You can see that, you know, the health service can't recruit staff because people can't get to live. I know uh, in my son's um, primary school, they've, they've found it difficult to recruit teachers because they can't get anywhere to, live, anywhere to live in our area. Our local pharmacist told me the other day he can't hire a, phar- a pharmacist because they can't get anywhere to live. So wow. it, is a, it is an area that you can judge on two things very bluntly. House prices have not decreased. They continue to go up no matter what, you know, spin is put on that. That's, that is very bluntly indicating there isn't sufficient supply and homelessness has reached a record level. It, it is not going well. And unfortunately for this government and unfortunately for the, 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 the population that relies on adequate housing, uh, it's not something that will improve very quickly. And mm. I think it is going to be the, where the government ship is hold below the water in the next general election. All right. Uh, very, very quickly, even one name before you go. Is there any mercurial member of Cabinet? Anyone you'd kind of keep an eye on? 
more than others beyond the obvious? I've always um, uh, tipped uh, Simon Harris for, uh, and not uh, for anything, uh, any personal uh, relationship I have with him, but only because he is, he works harder and he is more uh, obsessed with politics than any other politician I've come across in 20, 20 years in Leinster House. And I would say there'll be fluctuations in Fine Gael over the next two years to three years and Simon Harris is the man to watch coming through the centre there I think John listen pleasure as always John's been writing about this uh, in the paper over the last few days John Lee is executive editor of the Daily Mail Group The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.